Aloha and welcome everyone to another episode of Decked Up, a Steam Deck and Gaming and Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, coming at you with another episode. And today, there's a lot of things I want to talk about because we got information in regards to uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor and how much storage that's going to take up, you know, on PC as well, you know, as well as Steam Deck. So that's going to be a big file. And then also I want to talk about um, the fact that we don't know if that's going to run on deck or any of really the handheld gaming PCs that are available, as well as I, I want to talk about what um, was put out there by uh, Naughty Dog, them stating that, you know, the Steam Deck is the last thing on their list of priorities, because that's a very interesting statement. And it goes to uh, factor into something I've said before about these companies not really prioritizing the Steam Deck, nor do they have to. But it's very interesting when they make a direct statement like that, because, OK, you're not prioritizing the Steam Deck, which, you know, we found has been something that's been helpful in making a lot of these games run better, if not perfecting how they run. Elden Ring being the biggest example but to make that kind of a statement and then you have put out a game that is completely broken on launch, that's, that's very, very interesting. So I want to talk about that later on as well. And um, outside of that, the other things I want to talk about is a couple of things have come in the mail recently. So JSOX sent me their uh, back plates. I know it's kind of hard to say because I got the uh, video broadcast uh, background blur on. But uh, they sent me all of their transparent backplates, which is cool. And then I've also got a headset that I'm working on a review for. So this is the Turtle Beach Stealth Pro Wireless. Uh, that won't be out for a while, but I've got my hands on it. I'll send a review unit. And I got a bunch of other stuff from JSOX as well. So cases, docs. Um, and I bring all that up to say that what I'm considering doing going forward is I'm very strongly considering potentially doing a giveaway you know, or, or several giveaways because there's so much stuff that I get sent that I can't possibly like do anything with. And so my mentality on it is, all right, why don't I just do a giveaway? But I've had bad instances before where like giveaways didn't really work out too well and i don't really want to go back through i know my camera froze so I'll, I'll fix that on the post editing but i don't want to go through a situation where you know i because i've done this before i've done giveaways and then you know people will show up for it which fine people will show up for giveaways but at the same time they'll show up for a giveaway and then while the giveaway is going on, whenever you have any content that's put out or any posts or anything like that, even personal stuff, like they'll just pop up like, oh, so when's the giveaway? Did I win? Did I win? And, you know, I've seen a giveaway my friend recently did, uh, Power Level Amy or Gaming Chick. She did a giveaway for Resident Evil 4 Remake. And it was very interesting how that went because people were who didn't win took it to a very very extreme saying like she's being racist and all this other stuff when she didn't do anything like she wasn't dming anyone other than the winners and the people who lost were like just being very you know bitches about it to be completely honest and i don't want to deal with that but that's kind of like one of the things that's it's a bit unavoidable if you're gonna do a giveaway so i'm not really sure 
but I do have a lot of docks. I had a lot of controllers, cases, um, skins from JSOX. Um, you know, I got the back plates. I've got various headphones and, and different things that I'm considering doing giveaways on, but I'm not completely sure that that's what I'm going to do. So I just wanted to bring that up. But um, I want you guys, y'all can let me know down, you know, if you're watching the video in the comment section, let me know. Or if you um, end up listening to this on your favorite podcasting outlet, I'll put up a poll so you can interact with that or just, you know, leave a rating and, and give your response to that. So we'll, we'll figure it out that way. But anyways, uh, let's go ahead and start talking about the uh, first topic of the day being Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That is... A game I'm very, very highly looking forward to. I love the original Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That was one of my favorite games in 2019. It was a game that I went and, um, you know, I didn't get a review copy of it, but I did pick it up. I played it through completely on stream and got a hell of a lot of copyright claims uh, from uh, LucasArts and Disney. But I played it all the way through. Absolutely loved the gameplay. I know there's issues initially with that game when it came to, like, the sliding sections but they ended up patching and fixing that up down the road. But uh, I, I played that game. I absolutely loved playing it. Uh, story, gameplay, graphics, everything was phenomenal. And did a full review on it, written and video review. And now the sequel's coming out in a couple weeks. And I don't know if I'm going to get an early access copy of it. I have reached out to EA. They did get back to me. Um, but you know, nothing's guaranteed. It's like, Hey, we got your request. We'll let you know. And I've worked with EA on many other titles. So death space remake and, you know, sports titles and such. So fingers crossed, I get to cover this, but there's nothing said in stone that says that I will be able to, to, uh, to cover it. So, um, it is what it is. Um, we haven't heard from anyone who has done, you know, because there's a lot of content creators that have the game currently that are doing their reviews. And, you know, they've had it at this point of the recording of this this show, which is uh, April 7, 2023. A lot of them have had it for about a week or two or probably two weeks, but have been able to publicly speak about it for a week. And so none of them have stated whether or not this game runs on deck or how it performs on any other portable gaming uh, PC. So I'm, I'm very interested in that. But what we do know is that the game is about 155 gigs, which is going to be absolutely massive. The original Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is about a, I believe when I pulled it up here, I saw it was a uh, 51.5 gig game uh, download. If you download it on Steam and on uh, EA Origin, so it's a pretty beefy game. So, um, if you got a 64 gig Steam Deck, good luck because once you start getting the shaders and all that compiling and updates and internal, so yeah, I don't know how you're gonna be able to play it on that unless you're using like a micro SD card. But um, that is a you know, 50 gigs is nothing to snuff at, but 155 gigs means that this game is gonna be substantially more massive than the first title, and that's. I've tried to do my best to stay away from like any real spoilers or anything that's out there because I really want to go into this game uh, completely not not 
surprised. I guess surprised might be the right word, but you know, I don't want anything spoiled because we're in a day and age where people just love spoiling everything that they can. And um, yeah, my my cat's like walking around me. And it's very interesting how like people. I don't know, like they they just they love to do that. I get it. You know, a lot of people want to know. They don't really have the time. Like I think about it. I'm I I don't have a lot of time to like <clears throat> cover a lot of the stuff that I want to, but um, I do the best that I can with what I do have because it's like man, you know, my days when I look at like you know being a stay at home full time dad, full time content creator between the tech that I have to review, the the games that I'm reviewing, articles I'm writing. That's so I'm so grateful for AI tools. Um, but like my time is so limited, so I can understand some people like, yeah, I want to know what's in this game. This is net, but then it does get to a point where you kind of have to go dark on social media and I'm not in a position where I can go dark on social media. I have to pretty much, um, stay fully aware of what's going on. So I had to just mute certain words, but yeah, I, I, I really want to know how this game runs on deck because when I did request a review copy, I requested one for PC uh, specifically for the fact that I want to cover this game on PC. Just, you know, I, I don't really get the opportunity to really sit at my, uh, you know, I got the couch right here. I can't really sit here and play on my console a whole lot. So, you know, here I'm, I'm pretty much here or I've got my steam deck and I can just sit and play it anytime. And so, yeah, that that's the platform I want to play it on. Plus, you know, having a Steam Deck and gaming podcast, as well as uh, doing showcase for Steam and, uh, you know, PC games in general on my channel, it just makes sense. So I, th that's something, you know, if, if I, I probably will hear in the next week or two, if I'm going to get a review copy, if I don't, I'm still going to buy it. That's one of the things, uh, a bit of advice I like to give to content creators is even if you don't get a game, uh, it still is beneficial to go out and do a, you know, if it's something you want to get, if you're going to get it anyway and you don't get a review copy, just still buy and do some type of content on it because companies see that. Um, but yeah, I, that storage size, 100 and 155 gigs. I hope that the PC version runs well. I hope it's not a mess because we've had so many borked PC ports that have come out, especially from Sony. Uh, EA so far has not had that big of an issue. Is um, Dead Space Remake, for the most part, has run fine, and all the other EA games that have come out haven't really had any major issues, so... I'm not that concerned about it, but I, I do I do have some concerns as to like how is this gonna run? Can it run at at least a stable thirty on deck? You know, or if uh you got the AOK Zoe or the INEO or any of these other portable gaming PCs, like how can we lock it at thirty or can we get the golden forty? Or, you know, like that's that's a term that has been popularized by um deckverse you know timo and uh 40 40 frames per second is actually really good if you can lock a game at 40 frames it's it's not quite 60 but it's better than 30 
So you, if there's a possibility we can get that golden 40 on this game, I'd be completely fine with it. I know with the previous game, for the most part, it runs at 30 with a variable frame rate going a little above, but I haven't really dived back in to test. I'll probably test over the weekend to see how it runs now. And, um, you know, probably with Monday's episode, I'll be able to dive back into it and talk about it a little bit more. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping performance wise, it can run good on deck and probably battery life. We're going to get, I'm assuming maybe, I don't know, 50 minutes an hour at most, probably on deck if it does run. So we'll see. Um, I know the other game that came out from EA that didn't really run that well was Wild Hearts. I've heard it's gotten patched. I, I never had a review copy of that game, but that's something I heard did not run very well at all on deck. So we'll see. We'll see how this game runs. I, I'm very confident they're going to make it a point to run well, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. And that's, that's just one of the things that comes with, um, this feel is you just never know how any of this stuff is going to work. But uh, moving on to the next topic is um, the thing that Naughty Dog said about, you know, the Steam Deck being at the very lowest of their priorities of what they're working with. That is a very interesting statement to put out because you know that Sony has really been pushing their pc games especially to run on deck and to make that kind of a statement not only is that disregarding you know sony's work to have goodwill with the pc market but you're also you're not really in a position to to make that kind of a statement especially when your game runs like hot trash it's very interesting to me that they would publicly make such a statement about the the Steam Deck and, and just not caring how the game runs on it. Because one of the biggest things with their previous game that got brought over to PC, the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, was how good it ran on deck. You know, it could run 30 with a variable refresh rate, sometimes going up to 40s and 50s. But that game came out and ran on deck. But for them to state they don't care, like it's at the very bottom of their priority. That's a. That's an interesting statement. Now, I've said before. These companies don't have to prioritize the Steam Deck. They don't have to prioritize, you know, any portable gaming PC whatsoever. But you need to prioritize your game running at the very least. I mean, we've all seen the memes for The Last of Us Part 1 on PC. <laughs> I saw one the other day that had me. They had me in tears. It was, uh, they showed The Last of Us. They said, they showed the video game uh, for, was it Last of Us on PlayStation, which is uh, Joel from Last of Us Part 2. They showed um, the live action Joel. <laughs> then they showed Joel on PC. And that, that was hella funny. 
I was like, bro, they they are getting trashed. And I feel like any other game that comes out from PlayStation that goes to PC, that goodwill, I don't know how they're going to maintain that because, man, folks is just... We got savages out in these streets, man. Like, people are not... They're not going to put up with this BS. So it, it's absolutely wild to me that Naughty Dog felt confident to put out that kind of a statement. It's just, it, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Naughty Dog, get your prioritized priorities right. Prioritize your game being able to function on PCs. And, and they're not the only one. You know, I, I can't just rag on Naughty Dog or PlayStation. I also need to rag on Square Enix. I mean, what the hell is going on with uh, Forspoken? How does that game run so terribly on PC? I mean, you got to have a beefy rig to be able to run it. And even with the beefy rig, it still has all these issues overall. So I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what to say about these companies that are, it, it's like they're making at a point that they don't care about the PC gamer, which is weird. And I've said this in another episode before PC gamers are the most loyal of gamers over, you know, console gamers. I'm not trying to do, you know, uh, console versus PC master race or anything like that. I'm saying this just in the sense of PC gamers will continue to play your game months years decades later whereas a console gamer we they get phased out in a way and when you get the younger generation they're not really willing to go back and play the older games so it and also on top of that it becomes increasingly difficult damn near impossible to be able to get these games to go back and play them anyway I don't, yeah, I don't understand the mentality that, you know, a lot of these publishers or developers have towards PC. You need to, if you can't dedicate the the resources to have people specifically, you know, work on the PC port, then at least push back your release date to optimize it to a playable form. So it's not completely broken when console gamers get it. You know what I mean? It just needs to be in a completely better state, in my opinion. I'm not which, I'm not sure what happened to my camera. My camera just disappeared for some reason. Anyways, it's just one of those things. Like I, I think we just we need to get to a point where uh, we're prioritizing. It being playable, like, let me just put out a bold statement. Let's just prioritize these games when you're going to publish them. Being playable on all platforms. Let's do that. Because that needs to be a priority. I'm tired of borked PC ports. I'm tired of borked Switch ports. Which, the Switch, I can somewhat understand because that just means that they need to... I mean, Nintendo just needs more strong hardware at this point but you know we just need to get to a point where we're not running into these issues constantly and yeah it's it's yeah <laughs> so all that being said um 
I'm trying to think, is there anything else, uh, gaming or news-wise, I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, the, what's another game that's coming out? The Lord of the Rings uh, Gollum is coming out. Um, that's going to be coming out next month. They've already reached out to people to, uh, if they're interested in covering this game. Uh, you know, hey, apply or here's a review copy. So I've uh, I've reached out, well, I've had them reach out to me. I don't know if I'm going to be covering it. It's not, it's a game that I'm not looking forward to. It's just not one that I'm like, you know, I'm going all out of my way to get it. So, yeah. What do you guys think of that? I know Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection is coming out in seven days. How many of you guys are Battle Network fans? Is that something that you're looking forward to uh, playing in the you know the near and coming future? Is that that is something that uh, not that I'm crazy about it. I'll be honest. I've never really played a Battle Network title. I've always seen them, but when I was a kid growing up, I didn't have. You know, it's kind of crazy because kids these days or our young people these days have so much access to like, you know, uh, handheld gaming, you know, or everything right now is just what's a switch and Steam Deck and such. But, you know, go back a couple of years and yeah, 3DS and DS and stuff like that. But when I was growing up, I never had a Game Boy. <clears throat> I never had a Game Boy, uh, the original Game Boy, or Game Boy Color, Game Boy Pocket. Uh, I did get a Game Boy Advanced, uh, or Advanced, I, I say Advanced, Game Boy Advanced, I did get one of those, uh, I bought that with my own money back in 2005, but the only reason I bought that was so I can play Double Dragon Advance, because, you know, I was, and I still am, a massive Double Dragon fan, so, when I, and that was the only Game Boy Advance game I had, you know, I, I didn't have really a lot of access to handheld gaming growing up. I mean, I had consoles and when I was growing up, I really had one, you know, the only time I would ever be able to get games would be birthday and Christmas, or it had to be substantially discounted for my parents to even consider buying it, which is crazy because I look at how games come out now and I do not know how a parent, would be able to keep up with all of it, let alone a kid wanting to play everything or a young person wanting to play all these games that are just rapidly coming out the way they are. So I didn't get the opportunity to play a lot of portable games growing up. And it wasn't really until I went off until college when I picked up a DS Lite. And in the first games that I got for my DS Lite were Final Fantasy III, and I picked up Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow. And then I started playing more games portably from there. And I really started to develop a love for it. But yeah, Battle Network series. Uh, and I think there's like the Star something series additional. And these are not canon to mainline uh, Mega Man. I never really got the opportunity to play them. So this will be the first time. I am part of the Capcom Creator Network or a creator program, so I will be getting a guaranteed review copy of the game, which uh, I will be playing it on Switch instead of Steam Deck. 
but I'll try to get a Steam Deck version. And mainly, the reason for that, me going with Switch over over Steam Deck, is I currently have all the other Mega Man games on Switch. And so it just, for me, it just makes more sense having it on Switch than on Steam Deck. But we'll see. I'll see if I can get a Steam Deck copy. And I'll also see, because I know they do offer additional codes if you want to do giveaways. So this is something you guys might be interested in. Definitely let me know and I can reach out to Capcom and see if we can uh, in some way do like a giveaway for the game. But I know there's a lot of hype. A lot of people are hyped for that. And it, not only that, but uh, Advance Wars is coming out for Switch and people are excited for that. I might just, no, I don't really have. I don't have a uh, working relationship with uh, Nintendo, so I might just emulate that and go from there. Um, but all that being said, um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to talk about. I mean, there's really not a whole lot in gaming news for this week, especially with PC gaming. You know, it's like really not a whole lot. So we'll see. We'll definitely see what's, uh, hopefully next week we'll have more news coming out. But uh, other than that, that's it. That's going to be the episode for today for Decked Up. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed it. If you did, if you're watching it, make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe and share it around. And if you are listening to it on any of your favorite podcasting outlets, make sure you, um, you know, leave a rating, comment, interact with the polls that we put up and uh, share with someone you think would enjoy it. Outside of that, if you want to support the show, we do have channel memberships on YouTube. We also have Patreon as well as Subscribestar and Coffee, which those allow us to um, really not have to stress so much about the algorithm. We can do you know additional exclusive episodes and you know episodes centered on specific things. So that also definitely helps out. I always say like you know if. The, there's a creator that makes content you really enjoy and you really resonate with support them, you know, support the content, you know, it, it definitely goes a long way. So those are available options uh, with the show. We do have um, uh, paid options as well, which uh, I will be rolling out for exclusive episodes on Spotify and such. And so those are also available options. And then we also got Cash App and all that other stuff. So if you want support in any way, definitely let me know. I'm just a guy here in Hawaii that is uh, talking about things he's passionate about. So that's that. But other news outside of that, uh, this weekend, I will be, uh, my wife and I will be interviewing the voice actress for Tomo. And Tomo Chan is a girl, uh, Lexi Nieto at if you guys are interested in anime, then definitely check out the podcast her and I do together, which is called Paw Podcast Across Worlds. So that's going to be interesting. We're also going to have Richie Epcar, Griffin Burns, Dorothy Fawn, uh, David Hayter, many other people. I've already interviewed all these people on my own main podcast, which is the Casanova podcast, which that also is coming back. I got a lot of episodes for that developers and such that I will be interviewing. And, um, yeah, so definitely check out those two podcasts, you know, uh, Paul podcast across worlds and also check out, uh, the cast of a podcast, but all that being said, I'm signing out because yeah, I've got nothing else to talk about. Hopefully y'all enjoyed it and I will see y'all in the next one. Peace.